0: Welcome to The Underdog Show. I'm Nate Harding, assistant swim coach at the University of Redlands Swim and Dive. And today we had episode number four of The Underdog Show. And like always, man, I had a blast. So today we had senior sprinter Jack McCormick along with Swim and Dive alumnus Colin Gladys break down the different dynamics that come into play with transferring. The both of them talked specifically about the benefits of transferring from a junior college. Also in this episode, Jack shared his experiences while navigating the recruiting landscape as a transfer student. There's definitely a lot of free game and valuable info in this podcast for students looking to potentially consider transferring from a JC or from another four year institution. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, stay tuned. Well, welcome to episode four of the underdog show today. I got a feeling it's gonna be a classic. Um, I definitely got one of our, you know, Hall of Fame swimmers, Colin Gladys here to join us. Also with us, we have one of our senior sprinters, Jack McCormick. And, you know, we're really gonna really talk about the transfer process. We're gonna talk about their experience at the University of Revins, but we're gonna talk about the transfer process. Um, Colin Gladys is actually um, the head coach of one of the junior colleges, the local junior colleges. So, and, you know, Jack McCormick transferred from Santa Rosa Junior College. So, um, you know, they have a lot of experience with transferring, you know what I mean? So I just thought this would be a good time because I think we're in a time to where a lot more students are considering maybe going to a junior college or going to community college before they go to your four years. So, you know, hopefully these guys can give us some experiences, give us some gems, you know, some of the things that they went went to. So I'm gonna introduce these guys. First up, um, I'm gonna have Jack McCormick Um, introduce yourself, kind of introduce yourself and, you know, um, you can kind of give us a little tidbit of how you ended up at the University of Redlands.
1: Yeah, so um, my name is Jack. I'm obviously, as Nate said, sprinter here at Redlands, currently a senior, wrapping up my final year here uh, with what little bit of a season we kind of got going, (laughs) which I'm super thankful for that we have. Um, But yeah, um, how I ended up at Redlands is is a crazy story. Um, It has a lot of Kind of wormholes, so I'll try to avoid that uh, for the sake of the podcast here. But um, I originally um, out of high school, I actually got in contact with head coach uh, Les Leslie Whittemore for um, Redlands, and she was recruiting me out of high school. And I ended up getting accepted, and it was a, a really big toss-up between a couple other schools, but mostly Redlands and the Santa Rosa Junior College. And um, I. Was like 100% in for both of them. Uh, I mean, a lot of I, I had a lot of friends that were leaving, uh, and and I was going to be staying local if I had gone to the Santa Rosa Junior College, and so that was kind of a difficult thing for me to deal with. And I, I also there's kind of a stigma, or kind of I don't know, I, I felt like there was a little bit of judgment on staying at the Santa Rosa Junior College because I think there's this really ridiculous stigma around junior colleges that you know dumb kids go there or you know kids who couldn't make it and which was is completely ridiculous I mean our my my team while at my time at the JC I think was like 30 it was called all American academics and I think we were all like 30 and above students Um, the junior college's like math department was is is one of the hardest courses I've ever taken in college even after transferring um, and I mean, they transferred to UCLA, Berkeley, Stanford, you name it. So I think that that stigma really is kind of more, it should definitely go away if it still exists. And I think it was more a mental thing for me. Um, so I ended up being really happy that I went to the JC, but I was, I was still 50-50 coming out of high school. And um, because of money and a couple other things, I decided to go to the, to the JC. Um, obviously I was being recruited by the head coach who's my mom at the Santa Rosa Junior College, it's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so I, I, ended up going to the JC and did my two years there, which was awesome. And I'll probably talk more about that as we get into the podcast, but, um, still kept in touch with Les, which I really appreciated. Um, coach Les was reaching out to me, um, checking in on times throughout the two years that I was still at the junior college. And, um, I think became more interested in me as I definitely got faster, um, in my freshman and sophomore year at the JC, and so we, we kept in touch and um, out of the JC I applied to some big UC schools. Uh, I was looking into their, I'm an econ major and I was looking into their econ departments. And, you know, there were some great programs, great program at Redland as well. So I applied to four schools. I think it was UCLA, UC Santa Barbara, and UC San Diego, and then University of Redlands, obviously. And um, I, I got into a few of those, didn't get into some of them. Um, and it was a big toss-up between UC San Diego and Redlands for me. And also, at that point, I was considering whether I should continue swimming or stop. And a lot of people at the junior college level don't continue past that because um, it's really hard. I think swim has this really difficult spot right now where there's not really an in-between between uh, being a Division One Olympic trial athlete or division three. And that's not to say that D3 is slow or anything like that, but there's not a lot of in-between. And I was kind of sitting at that in-between spot and I wasn't fast enough for D1, but definitely fast enough for division three. And um, so, and basically it came down to um, Redlands really caring. Um, The UC system kind of pushed me aside, which I didn't like too much. Even after getting in, it was, I didn't feel um, very much like a student I felt more like a number to the UC system and a big school system. And Redlands was, and, and this is a lot to say on Coach Les' side as well, just kind of on me, how's it going? What can we do for you? And before I was even in the school, and it was just when I was considering it. And that coupled with my um, eagerness to continue swimming because of the, the really good season I had had on my junior college team for the two years that I was there, um, it was it was a clear decision to come to Redlands. So that's kind of how I ended up here
0: yeah that's a, that's really good and and that stigma is crazy it's, it's yeah, crazy it's, it's I think, ridiculous I think it is. even on the swim side uh, you know a, a lot of students you know they feel as, as if there's some sort of failure if they go to junior college you know what i mean um yeah there's, there's so many benefits but you know we'll, we'll get into that that stigma a little bit i'm glad you brought that up you brought up so many good points but but colin go ahead and introduce yeah. yourself and you know kind of give us a, a interesting story of how you got to redlands
2: yeah definitely so i am colin gladys i am the head men's coach over at cypress college um, i teach there as well um, but how i got to redlands is kind of a weird story i kind of bounced around a lot um, my freshman year i swam at arizona state um, my sophomore year i ended up red shirting and at the end of our freshman year our team got cut because of budget cuts so it was like us, guys wrestling and guys tennis, um, guys, tennis wasn't able to get an endowment because 90% of their team was international players. So they had a hard time fundraising men's wrestling. Uh, the owner of SunKiss basically wrote a check for $8 million cause he built their training facility. And then ASU, we had to end up, I mean, you guys know now they're endowed for forever with Michael Phelps and Bob Bowman being there, but, um, we had to fundraise and fortunate at our time or at the time our head coach was um, an assistant at Stanford, assistant at Harvard, we had some strong alumni backing. So we were able to get an endowment for the previous year, but our team was kind of in shambles. We lost our whole recruiting class because of that. And everyone in my year ended up kind of dispersing. So I was on the fence of what I was gonna do. So I ended up redshirting my sophomore year. And at the end of my sophomore year, our head coach ended up getting fired. So at that point, um, I was gonna transfer, wasn't sure where I was gonna transfer to, talked to some schools and I ended up going over to Auburn because I almost went there out of high school. And um, I had a relationship, pretty good relationship with Brett Hawk at the time. And I knew some of the the guys over there. So I ended up going over to Auburn for a semester. And um, about, it was probably around Halloween time And I got a call from my old roommate from ASU my freshman year in the dorms. His name is Moran Terze. So he was a swimmer and a water polo player at University of Redlands. And he was like, you know, I was just kind of telling him I was kind of over the whole division one thing. Um, I just wanted to kind kind of enjoy the last few years of my swimming career and and enjoy college. Um, Because, you know, D1, it's, it's great and all. Um, great competition but it's it's grueling you don't really have much time for yourself you don't really have much time to enjoy yourself Um, and Moran was like hey why don't you come over here we have a really cool coach Les um, you would love it you know your parents can watch you swim and I'm from your Belinda, which is like Anaheim area and you know I thought about it and I ended up going and taking a trip out to redlands and i met with Les and saw the campus and moran basically helped sell that to me and um, i ended up transferring at the semester and yeah so that's kind of how i got to redlands kind of all over the place but it was the best decision i ever made that's for sure um yeah. i'm really happy i ended up finishing there
0: man that's it that's a dope story like and we got to see what moran is doing these days and get him yeah. on a podcast you know what i mean sure. but you know, you, you, you named, and I'm not sure if Jack or, you know, other people listening kind of are familiar with those names, like Brett Hawk, and you know what I mean, like that, you know, um, we're, we're a little bit closer to age, you know, Colin, so, you know, just growing up in a swim community, like, and just, you know, watching swimming, like, I, I'm familiar with those names, and, you know, like, that's a, that's an interesting take to all of this, because I, I, I talked to students who are like jack said that bubble this like it's like a, a weird spectrum with the sport of swimming because usually the students at the top of our roster have the option to go across three divisions you know what i mean like yeah. they can swim with some of the lower level division one programs you mm-hmm. know and so there's a lot of crossover compared to other sports yeah um but man you'd be surprised i get i get students who and our conference is pretty good um and mm-hmm. i get students who like literally you know wouldn't even crack the a final you know what i mean as far as their times and they're like no coach i don't, i want to swim d1 and i'm like yeah <laughs>
2: it's wild and now for me because i go you know? recruiting now to a lot of these high schools around the area and it's it's mind-blowing the amount of kids that think they're going to go division one and it's they just got another thing coming because you know at that point like jack said it's a numbers game you know and they only take x amount of swimmers to travel so it's not like everyone on the team is traveling and getting to compete
1: you're just going to be going and practicing
2: exactly if it's a home if it's a home meet then you could swim exhibition so you're not even scoring at that point you know so um it's it's tough you know i was fortunate enough at asu uh we didn't really have any breaststrokers so i was our breaststroker for the relay so i was able to travel there auburn though was a different story you know um i was only there for one meet on the team for one meet against Alabama. And um, thankfully I didn't swim it because I was able to transfer over to Redlands that semester, mm-hmm. the, that following semester and, you know, finish out the season. And that's the season that I won the 2IM at NC. So it was a good season. Um, so, you know, it was the best decision I ever made for many reasons, not just, you know, for the swimming part, but school-wise like Jack said, you're a numbers game. So the class sizes, so nice at Redlands. It's like a family there. You know, the alumni, yeah. everyone, you know, if you go to U of R, everyone that has been a part of that U of R family, so close knit, you know, always looking out for each other, which, you know, if I went, to, if I graduated at ASU, it's the biggest school in the country, you know, you know, right, right, get right. backing and stuff like that. So it's, it was really nice. Right. I met some of my best friends at Redlands. And it's, it's like a community, you know? And mm-hmm. that's, that was one of the great things about being there.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, I think you know, we could talk about that. We could, we could kind of shift the conversation about that experience, right? The student experience. So when I'm recruiting, that's one of the things I really try to, you know, um, push and explain to the prospective student athletes, like, your student experience, and you know, I'm I'm believer. Even though I'm coaching a D three program, I think at most programs, you know, you talked a little about the D one level and you know the like the grind of it. But I think that at some other, you know, a lot of D one, not maybe like the big UCs, but a lot of D one programs, like the students can make it an academic and athletic balance. But I think the difference is at a school like Redlands is you have that third element, you have you know your academics, you have your athletics, and then you literally have the time. To be involved with other things socially, whether that be organizations on campus, whether that be, you know, whatever you're involved in, you have the time and in a lot of ways encouraged to get involved with something other than what you're passionate about academically and something other to do other than swimming. You know what I mean? Definitely.
2: And that's huge because I mean, after college, there's not much opportunity in the sport of swimming, unfortunately. You know what I mean? You can train to Olympic trials and stuff like that, but you know after four years of college most swimmers their career's over so it's nice to kind of get an idea of other things that you might be interested in or willing to kind of take up or pursue after your swimming career is done so that kind of gave me some opportunity and time to do that as well
1: yeah i i think my biggest takeaway from the university of redlands is the the balance aspect you're able to do multiple i mean swim is going to obviously is like priority one out besides academics. And it takes a lot of time and it's a big time commitment, but I think it's worth it. And it doesn't take away from other things. I'm, I'm currently, I'm, I'm an economics bachelor in science major, which is pretty difficult major. I have a minor in business as well. I'm in a a fraternity Greek org on campus as well. I work on cars. Like I'm able to do all this stuff while also still being a pretty successful um, swimmer and, and, um, committed. And I don't feel like I'm spread too thin. Um, I'm still able to be top tier in each of those things and be passionate and really caring about what I'm doing in each of those things, and I don't feel like I'm drowning. Whereas, like I feel I have a lot of friends who can who have been in Division One programs, and and it's they they've either quit or it's been too much because they're just completely spread thin, and you're doing. The a lot of the same thing over and over. And it's it's not as refreshing as it would be with a balanced schedule. I think you can really find that here at Redlands. Definitely.
0: I agree with that. Yeah. So so talk to me. I want, you know, both you guys give me your perspective on this. You know, I, I know out of high school, you guys had certain perceptions and expectations of what you thought college swimming was, right? And I think that's probably the biggest thing that I battle with, right? Because I, I, I'm i coaching. I'm, I'm on a college pool deck. You know, and I have a lot of co- college coaching, coaching friends, you know, and I've been doing it long enough to understand, like, get a good idea of what stu- the student experience, you know, looks like across three divisions, right? Across different types of schools, private, public, right? And so the most kind of heartbreaking thing is, like, a lot of students think they know what they're getting into, whether it's going to be a Division three program or whether it's going to be a Division one program, you know what I mean? Um you know, and like I said, there's no, no knock to division one programs. It's for certain students, you know, like that, that student experience is for certain students, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest problem that I have is, you know, everyone assumes that's for them. So every, you know, quote unquote, talented swimmer assumes that D1 experience is best, is the best option for them. So you guys talk, talk to me a little bit about like, you know, your expectations of college swimming and what the difference was once you actually started. And, you know, Colin, you, that can be like when you were at Arizona State and Auburn, you know, and Redlands and, you know, kind of reality checks. And, you know, um, yeah. obviously there was a difference there. And you could even talk about like, what your expectation of division three swimming was. And then once you got to Redlands, you were like, okay, you know, so, um, you know, I'll let you go first, Colin, and then Jack, you can talk Yeah, definitely. Talk about so, it.
2: you know, air, going into Arizona, um, I kind of knew it was going to be a grind, but it was a big difference jumping from ASU to Auburn. Um, that was kind of an eye-opener because, you know, ASU at the time, they we were Pac-10, Pac-12 school, but they weren't, you know, up at the higher rankings of the schools. Whereas um, Auburn just came off of winning a national championship mm-hmm. a before I got there. So um, just the expectations and... Um, like we would do dry lands that lasted four hours and it was it was brutal like I was out of shape going into it but um, it was a lot of work and it was a long grind and literally it was kind of waking up working out class working out and just back and over and repeat back and over and repeat ASU I was at least able to um, kind of enjoy myself a little bit more but Going from Auburn to Redlands was a breath of fresh air, um, just because I had been on that grind for so long from such a young age, and now finally having time for myself to be able to do the things that I want to do outside of the classroom, outside of the pool, and be able to kind of experience you know, going out of town for the weekend, things like that, just little things that you can't do when you are swimming D1, Um, going up to Big Bear, up to the mountains, stuff like that, you know, so being able to have a little bit more freedom, and do the things that you want to do, whereas kind of being confined to class practice, class practice, class practice, And that's it. And that's year round too. That's in the summer as well. So it's not like summer too, you get a break like D3, which is unbelievable. You know, you're on that grind year round, especially if you stay out at the school for during the summer, like I did after my freshman year, I stayed out in Arizona and trained with the team and just same thing, just maybe not taking as many classes, you know? So um, it was, it was a breath of fresh air.
0: Definitely. Yeah, Jack. What about you?
1: Yeah, I think this kind of goes back a little bit to my my junior college experience. Um, I think that's a, a little bit different from the D one D three. It's it's actually kind of so. I would say my junior college level. I don't I don't know the exact. It's like CCCAA or something like yeah. that is the is the term for the junior college level, and um, I, I think it's very comparable to Division three um, especially in California, even sometimes like my conference was even faster than, um, like SkyX was obviously not as fast as NCs, but, um, uh, my conference, like, I think I finished like, I think I was eighth in the 53 my sophomore year. And then at Redlands, I I was able to get a second. So, um, and I mean, I got a little faster obviously and stuff like that, but it's a little bit quicker at the junior college, but, um, I think one of my biggest takeaways and like kind of i i think i thought it was going to be a little bit more of a grind and of course i didn't go that d1 route um and but when i got to the jc i think one of the things that you don't really realize or think about i think you're like oh yeah i'll make new friends but i think i mean i have some of my best friends on my junior college team and here at redlands because of the the level we're at and the just like the camaraderie you get. And I, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I wasn't really expecting that, but like, it was a lot more so than I was expecting. I didn't know how I was going to get this close to so many people. And, um, and such, and even at at the JC, it's only two years and at Redlands after transferring for me, it's only been two years. And I'm like, these are people that I, I hope to see at my wedding one day type thing, you know? And, um, I, I guess I didn't expect it to be that big of a deal, you know, is a very individualized sport. And I think you have at the division one level, again, not to knock on it because it's definitely for some certain students, but, um, you have a little bit higher of a competitiveness between scholarships and stuff like that. And, and so I think it's a little bit more individualized, whereas at the D three in my community college level, I mean everybody gets along great, and there was and I'm, I'm really glad there was great camaraderie between the men's and women 's teams on both of those teams that I was on um, and I just don't think you would necessarily get that at a Division one um, school, and it wasn't necessarily something that I was expecting and I'm really glad that I got out of um, coming to both Redlands and going to my my junior college
2: yeah, and what people don't realize too is that the d e one schools they only have twelve um what 12 scholarships to give out 12 full scholarships maybe even less now so you got to think too a lot of international guys are coming over and taking a lot of the scholarship a lot of that scholarship money away from people in the states and yeah they don't offer d3 athletic scholarships but there's other ways around it to get scholarship and to get school help paid for you know with grants or whatever it may be or going so, to a
1: junior college exactly
2: <laughs> you no know, so it's People think, you know, they might get scholarship money and this and that, but when it comes down to it, there's only so much money they have to give out. And typically, you know, if you're not a foreigner, you're going to get a small percentage of that scholarship money. Whereas, you know, Redlands, they can find avenues and different ways to get you more money and to get you, you know, grants, scholarships, academic scholarships, whatever that may be. Which will help then, you know, pay for school. Because school as we know isn't cheap these days. So
0: yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. And I think, you know, um, that's one of the biggest things and you know, that I talk to with parents, you know, who who are a little new to the process of or the idea of academic scholarship. We all know we we don't know much about it but just growing up you hear you know if i'm gonna play d1 sports i'm gonna get a scholarship you know i mean but just like colin said you know each each team has a certain amount of scholarships right so you know that's Mm -hmm. that's dispersed you know and i always encourage parents like go look at the roster number you can tell like some some of these teams have like 28 guys in the roster you know i mean so 28 you know divided amongst 11 full scholarships and you yeah. do the math, you know what I mean? And like you said, some foreigners are getting, you know, or, and that's, that's assuming that the team is fully funded, you know, the majority are not, especially in today's day and age, you know, yeah. um, majority are not. So, you know, the big time, maybe PAC 12, SEC, ACC programs may be fully funded, but, you know, a lot of the students that are looking at Redlands are looking at the lower, you know, smaller schools that, you know, now it's six scholarships they got divided. You know what I mean? And now it's eight, seven. You know, instead of eleven, so the money gets even even more tight. And so I, I always just encourage them to just look at the bigger picture and then just explore the idea of academic scholarships because, like you guys said, you one day swimming is gonna be over, right? And so you're gonna to have to lean on your education. That's what you're here for. But more importantly, one of the things that's gonna help you is your network and your friends and your circle around, you know what I mean? That's what you're gonna be leaning on. You know, and I, I feel like a lot of people don't put too much emphasis. So you don't even have the time to to, to nourish and develop relationships because you're on the grind. Yeah. You know, like what, like what are we actually selling our young swimmers, you know what I mean? Like we're selling them like, you know, we just want you to practice. And that's the dream to practice, eat, sleep, practice, and go to class. That's the dream. You know, for some swimmers it may be if you're an Olympic trial, you know, potential person, but for a majority of our swimmers you know, they, we got to do a better job of transitioning them beyond their some career.
2: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, making NCs D1 is harder than making Olympic trials. So a lot of people won't ever even get to NCs, whereas D3 NCs, you have a much better opportunity to, you know, actually make that that meet, and that meets a great time. Um, so that's another thing, you know, I... It would have been very tough to make NCs um, D1. Not saying that it couldn't have happened, but being able to go that D3 route was, I was able to experience a little bit more um, than I
0: would have been able to with the whole D1 thing. Okay, so cool. Like, so in the next segment, we're gonna just talk a little bit about, you know, and I'm, you know, if I could, if I may you guys kind of pretend like you're talking to a potential high school junior or senior, right? You know, and I know you do a lot of this already Colin when you recruit, you know, but um, you know, you're talking to somebody who would fit perfectly in the junior college, you know um, realm, you know what I mean? You're talking to somebody who you see as a coach or you see as someone, you know, who went through that Jack, they would fit perfectly. You know, some of the similar things that you went through, some of the similar thought processes are going, but one of the hurdles is they are, stuck on this idea of, like you said, junior college is a step backwards, you know, or um, stuck on this idea that if I swim for a junior college team, somehow I, I, I'm not um, fulfilling my potential as a swimmer, yeah, you know, by going JC. So, you know, you can go first, Jack. What would you say um, to that potential swimmer um, who is maybe considering junior college, but there's a lot of obstacles, you know, and other, a lot of maybe naysayers who are saying other things.
1: Yeah, um, picking, deciding to go to a JC, especially when you have other options, is definitely a difficult thing. And uh, you definitely want to explore your other options. But um, I would not take away my JC experience to save my life. And I, 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 when I was a senior in high school, you know, I was like, I want to get out of here. I want to go to a school, you know. And uh, I, I like, I want people to see me as like. You know better because I went to some X school or whatever it is. Right. I went to a four. I went to a four year right out of high school, and th- like that that isn't real. They don- people don't care where you go at all. Like right. nobody cared that I went to the <laughs> JC. So no one sees
2: the first two years of your school. Yeah. You know, and, well,
1: and and the other thing the other thing about going to a junior college over a four year straight out is you're going to be taking the same classes as everybody else. Yep. You know except for a fraction of the cost, which is a remarkable, a remarkable opportunity. And on the swim side of things, uh, I can't speak for other states, but I know for California, you're gonna be swimming against some top dogs that are just ridiculously fast. Uh, our, the, the state meet that we had at the junior college, it, it, was, it was obnoxious, I think. So I, I, was, I was paying attention most attention to the 50 free, and I think the fastest 53 I saw was like a 19-1 or something like that. At, at a community college, state me, Like, And I'm like, I mean, it should just wipe out that stigma of, of the JC teams not being fast. Like you have some ridiculous competition and it is a great time. And another really cool thing about the, the JC um, experience that I had with swim is all the the community college like guys and girls even, we all made buddies on, on different teams. I have friends that were on Sierra College. I have friends from OCC, um, you know, and it, it's kind of a tight-knit community, pretty similar to Redlands' SCIAC conference with, like, um, CMS and Pomona Pitzer. I mean, I made buddies with uh, all those people that were behind the blocks with me at finals, you know, and I, and I did the same thing at the junior college. And the, the competition is, is just rowdy, and it was a blast. Uh, and I, there wasn't a moment at all where I ever felt like, Oh, this is too slow or I wish I was competing against faster people like it was, it was, it was quick and it was a ton of fun. Um, And I, I really enjoyed my swim career at the junior college and I wouldn't give it up for the world. And that's coming from somebody who like, didn't want to do it at first. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to go to a JC at first and swim at a JC, yeah, so.
0: That, see, that's a good point. That's a good point, you know? And I, we get a lot, honestly, if I'm being honest, we get a lot of swimmers who, you know, are on the fence, you know, um, in various different aspects of college swimming, right? They could be on the fence about, I don't even know if I want to swim in college because I love swimming, but I've been doing it since I was five. You know what I mean? I'm a little burnt out. We get those swimmers. We have some kids who are on the fence you know, as they matriculate through their years, like, okay, you know, because like you said, Jack, it's a commitment, you know what I mean, like freshman, sophomore year, I was able to handle it, but junior year, this is hard, like my academic load is increasing, like this is tough, you know what I mean, and we have students who are on the fence of various different things, so I think that's a, that's a good point that, you know, once you got into it, you realize like, okay, you know what, this is way better than I thought it was. Like, this is this trend, you know, it transcends anything I thought it would be. And I'm so glad that I did it, you know, and that's usually the thing. And that's, you know, you do college sprints and it sounds like that's what relevant. But what about you, Colin? Yeah,
2: well, what would you, would you say? Jack, first, the competition in our state is ridiculous at the junior college. You know, I, I don't, I can't speak for every other state in the country, but California State is. Very fast, um, so you're going to have great competition, regardless of you know what junior college in California you go to. Also, you know when you're 18, you don't know what direction you want to go in with school, right? You you might say you want to be a psychology major, but that stuff changes, especially as you kind of progress through classes and kind of see what your niche is and what interests you. So having those two years at a junior college that you can get free instead of paying thousands of dollars a year. Um, and being able, like Jack said, you're taking the same exact classes, but it also it gives you that time to kind of figure out what direction you want to go in. So instead of just kind of wasting money and just taking classes and not knowing uh, the route you want to go to. And, um, I've seen that happen a ton. Also, um, those two years, you know, say you're maybe a D3 caliber swimmer, but those two years at a junior college, who knows how much you can improve, you know? So you can, you know, out of high school, maybe be a D3 caliber, but after your sophomore year, be D1 mid D1 kind of caliber. So you never know, gives you that two years of kind of um, ability to get some more training in and kind of see what happens with that as well. So having, that is nice, um, having free school for the first two years of college is nice, not going in debt. Um, and just kind of having that time to figure out what direction you wanna go in school-wise and career-wise, that's important, you know? Yeah. I teach majors a lot, so.
1: Yeah, 100%, uh, like, I, I totally agree. It provides for huge flexibility. I was originally a business major, that's what I wanted to do, going into, from high school into my junior college and I had a phenomenal professor at my junior college who completely changed my mind. He was like, no, you're going to be an econ major. You're up to the challenge. Uh, He's still my mentor to this day. Um, uh, He's helping me with grad school applications and job applications as I'm graduating here. Um, And and so I completely changed my, I mean, to be fair, business and econ are pretty related, but um, I was able to completely change my major. And I, I have tons of friends at my JC that that did that. And you know, there was no wasted money and even less so wasted time with with doing that at a junior college because, you know, there there is that flexibility there um, versus going to a four-year. So definitely agree with that one.
2: Yeah, it's huge. And, you know, because especially nowadays with everything going on in the world, you know, money's tight for everyone, not just you know, you and I. So, um, being able to have that um, and to kind of save yourself from, you know, going in debt and save your families from going in debt, it's
0: all the better reason. Yeah, that's that's really good. That's something that, like, I I talk to students, you know, on both sides of the spectrum, because we have honestly because of COVID, you know, the pandemic, we we have a lot of not a lot, we have a handful of students who you know, are strongly considering, you know, going to the the JC route, you know what I mean? And, you know, instead of going into, you know, the fall 2021, the fall this year as a freshman, they're considering, you know, well, hey, I'm going to take some junior college classes and, you know, um, and see what happens. And, you know, I I still, like like Jack, I'm still interested in Redlands, but, you know, I want to explore this junior college route and see what happens, you know, and I'm like, just because I know. You know, like firsthand. You know, my one of my this is my second year, my first year. You know, we one of our best summers is, is a junior college transfer. So I know the benefits of that. So like for me as a as a coach, you know, I I feel like some coaches may approach that and say, ah, oh, you know, like we missed out on this kid, and I'm like, well, actually, this may be a huge opportunity for him and us. You know what I mean? Because like you said. He may come if I if I keep in touch, you know, he or she may come back and say, hey, you know, and now they're pretty decent swimmer and but they can come back and be an amazing swimmer, you know what I mean? And so um I like I, I just look at that as like an opportunity, you know what I mean? I try to communicate that like, you know, do do what's best for you. Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 sometimes what's best for you and what's best for us come kind of married together and we can have a wonderful thing, you know what I mean? I think I feel like that's what sounds like what happened with you, Jack. So
1: that's yeah. good on that, like when I, so first of all, between when I graduated high school and then my time at the JC, I was able to drop almost two seconds, I think in my 53, which is huge. And I would also encourage like, you know, I stayed in touch with Redlands and I'm so glad that I did because uh, Les was able to follow my career at the junior college. And then it made for a very uh, smooth or easy trans- transition into the transferring process you know, I'm still interested, you know, even though I went to the JC for two years, I, I still am I'm very much interested and in, in keeping touch. And I, I don't think anything has to be lost in those two years. Um, also this isn't like, I'm not being like, you have to go to a junior college. It makes so much sense. I mean, I kind of am because I'm biased, <laughs> but, um, if, but there is a lot to going out and, and, um, you know, going to a four year out of college or out of high school, sorry, and um, you know, if that's for you, that's perfect. Like uh, you should totally do that if that's what's best for you. Uh, or also you could explore community college outside of your local area. I, I ended up staying local to try and save more money but it's very affordable to go to a community college like from NorCal to SoCal or SoCal to NorCal. So, and you can still get that, that college experience away from home while also saving money. So it just depends on what's, what's honestly best for you, whether it's going for a year right out, going to a community college local at home or going to a community college far away. Um, I don't think anything's missed in any of those opportunities.
2: Yeah, I agree yeah, with that. Yeah, for sure, it, for sure. Yeah, some things are, are good, or better for certain people, you know? So, um, you know, at 18, we're not really too mature as a guy. And I know, <laughs> you know a number of people that, you know, took off, went uh, away their freshman year first semester and we're back home the second semester. Yep. So, you know, sometimes we're just not mature enough to do that yet. Maybe we need a year or two to kind of mature a little bit and kind of get our, our feet underneath us. So we kind of have a better um, base to kind of start that kind of journey.
1: Yeah, I was a completely different person <laughs> when I graduated from the JC than I was graduating high school for sure. Like just life experience and stuff like that, completely different person.
0: And you know, the perspective that I'm thinking about, Jack, is the, the coaching perspective, you know, I know, Colin, you can probably attest to this, like, so I would imagine if you would have came here, fresh out of high school, Jack, you know, it, everything may not have been smooth sailing, you know what I mean, and, and getting the freshman, you know, personality and having the junior personality, because now, like, it's, you know, I'm not trying to teach your horn thing, but it's like, it's, it's a blessing to have you on, on the pool deck, you know what I mean? And you can kind of help out with our young guys who are still kind of navigating. It. And like you said, college is still kind of maturing and still trying to figure out this college thing. It's the first time they're away from home and, yeah. you know, they're in college and they're excited about it, which can be an amazing thing, but also can lean to some, you know, growing growth opportunities, I'll, I'll put it to you like that. Um, so we <laughs> we, we get the opportunity to get the, the matured, you know, Jack, who can 100%, 99% of the time, you know contribute positively to our men's team you know and you know and not to say that not to get against anybody who comes in the freshman year but it's also a challenge for coaches to kind of have to deal with that you know I know college you can kind of speak to that about you know dealing with the younger freshmen and sophomores and you know I think it's a different role for as a coach to take on you know high school kids are just going for two years and I'm kind of transitioning them and giving them off to other coaches as they've matured you know what I mean yeah
2: you could you gotta kind of have to prepare them and get them kind of ready for that step because you know once you get to that next level coaches don't take shit and that's kind of how it is you know so you gotta kind of let them know that you know it's either you're there on time and you're doing what you need to do or it's like a job you're gonna get fired you're not gonna you know be on the team whatever it may be and like for me I wouldn't have been able to I wouldn't have been able to go to Redlands straight out of high school. I didn't have the grades to do that. Luckily, because of transferring from Auburn to Redlands, Les was able to pull strings and things like that. So, you know, there's also that. It's a much better academic school than ASU. And, um, you know, I'm grateful that Les was able to do that and kind of take me on. But, you know, some of you, some of the people that might be on the fence and might be on the border of like, not being able to get into a Skyac school, um, those two years could give them that possibility to be able to actually get admitted into admissions. So that's another thing that's really important.
0: Yeah, that's a really, really, really good point. It's a really good point. All right, so on the next segment, I kind of want to talk a little bit about the Skyac. I'm glad you brought up the Act, right? So, you know, I try, this is another thing that I try to communicate to student athletes, how competitive our conference is, you know, on the division three level. You know what I mean? For my my, lessons, you know, she's been around a lot longer than I have and she's seen the and flows of the conference, you know, and I'm, you know, relatively not coached at Pomona Pitzer for two seasons before, got to Biola, then Redlands. But um, I feel like, you know, especially now, you know, um, Pomona Pitzer and CMS does pretty well. And, but the rest of the schools, you know, like three through six, you know, like, you just get a little more competitive and competitive you know I think you know to look up two three four years from now you may look up and you know our conference is going to be probably if not the 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 most the conference that has the most depth um one of the strongest conference you know so can you guys talk a little bit about you know share us you know share your experiences you know we walk on the pool deck you know we look to the right we definitely see your name on the record board you know what I mean so these guys like they haven't really said much about their accomplishments but as far as University of Redlands is concerned, you know, and Jack still has a lot more to write, but, you know, they've already kind of put their footprint, you know, as far as Redlands Swim and Dive is concerned, you know what I mean? Jack is, you know, all conference 50 freer, you know what I mean? And, you know, part of our record two free relay, you know, like, um, you know, definitely have has contributed. So you guys talk to me a little bit about just the the, the conference, the SCAT conference and the competitive level. Um, you could talk a little about the sky meet, you know, but your experiences with the competition level at, the, at in our conference. Jack, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first?
2: You, you can go first. <laughs> okay, yeah, so for me, um, it was competitive. You know, there were the schools that were kind of up there when I was there was um, CMS, Pomona, and a little bit of Calhoun, but it was a little top heavy. Um, I, when I was there, you know? So each school probably had anywhere from one to five solid guys that would make NCs. Um, and then it would kind of fall off. But I know now the depth is a lot deeper at Skyak and um, it's just been growing, you know? Not just, you know, depth wise, but also the talent wise that's been coming into the SCIAC. It's, it's a lot faster now looking at one through eight finals. Mm-hmm than it was when I was there. Um, So now you got guys going under 20, you know, at the time when I was there, maybe one guy would be going under 20 in the 50. So, um, you know, the depth has definitely gotten deeper. And I think that's just, you know, a lot of the talent people are starting to kind of realize the D1 thing isn't for everyone. And it's not always the best route to go to. So it's nice to see the sky act schools kind of get more depth and get faster um, from top to bottom. So um, that's nice to see, because like I said, at the time when I was there, it was maybe, you know, each team maybe had one to four or five guys that were going to be making it to NCs. And that, that was about it. And not even all the schools, that was like Redlands, CMS, Pomona, at,
0: at, when I was there, I don't yeah. think anyone, Whittier or Calu. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's the, and that's what that just hearing that like kind of gets me, you know, fired up because that's really what, you know, as far as a, if I had a, you know, selfish individual goal when it comes to coaching, you know what I mean? I really want to get it back. i talked to Jeff Depew, shout out to Jeff Depew. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I, I talk to him often and, and, you know, I really want to get it back to not just our men's program, but our men's and women's program. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure. To where we have a presence at NCAA's, and they yeah. they didn't just have a you know when you guys were out there, you just have a presence. Like you guys was like five guys, but you know you were finishing top ten. You know,
2: yeah, we were the year's top five. To finish or from a big team trophy. MIT, yeah, was, yeah got twelve points, but that was with five guys. So yeah. I mean, yeah, we we made some uh, some rumbling definitely. Um, it was unfortunate we weren't able to bring home a team trophy, but, you know, I think people, it, put, it helped put uh, the score on the map, I think, for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. But Yeah, so, so Jack, just tell us a little bit about just, you know, your experiences um, with the competition level. And, you know, I don't know if you had any expectations about what the sky, got I me. Mean, I know you did a little bit of research, obviously, but um, just talk to me a little bit about your experience. And, you know, this is your first year kind of competing in the SCACs and how you felt. You know, you swam more, obviously you swam more than the 53, you know, I mean, yeah. you are multiple events and just talk to us about the competition level.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it just seems like it, it only gets faster every year and more, more depth, you know, uh, you got your, your consolation finalists sometimes beating your A finalists. Like, it, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Um and so, you know, when you come out to that, I had, I, I, I got to be honest, I had, I didn't have any expectations for the sky meet. And I, I partially think that's why I did so well. Cause I wasn't like, I was just like, well, I'm here. Like, I'm just going to come out and swim. I mean, I've been training hard, of course, and I cared about the championship meet, but um, I didn't think I was going to be able to do as well as I did. Um, and especially with the, the speed and stuff that was coming out of the conference uh, last year. Uh, I mean... It's, it's ridiculous. And, and, you know, uh, like Colin said, it, it, it seems like it used to be pretty top heavy, but now you got, I mean, obviously Cal or, um, Pitzer and CMS are always up top up there. Um, but now you got us kind of rubbing elbows with them. I mean that four by one or yeah, four by 100 race at the end of the meet, uh, last year was just obnoxious. We upset CMS, (laughs) which is, is, is crazy. I mean, we're, 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 we're making a rumble, like Colin said, which I think is cool, and and you got that coming from Calu too. I mean, so I met some of those kalu guys; they're great, great dudes, and um, they're they're making a rumble too, and 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 getting their their hands dirty with with that top end. And I think that's only just going to become more and more relevant. Um, and and even in the, in the dual meets um, within the conference, you know, us and Kalou, it was is a great meet, um, and then us and like CMS great meet you know you got some some really close races going on within those meets and i think it all it's all just getting more deep with that competition level and it's really exciting to see and it it means that we're gonna have to bring in some hot shot recruits because we want to be up in it you know um because it's it's only going to get faster
0: yeah, I, I agree. You know what I mean, but I, I think we're we're on the way. It's it's really about finding the the, the kids who fit Relens. You know what I mean. And I think there's a Relens student experience that's different. You know, and I'm not just saying that because I'm I'm at Relens, but I you know I've been here long enough to kind of read between the lines and see. Okay, you know, I've been at the, the the quote unquote academic prestige school like Pomona College. You know, and you know they have their own kind of fit for that institution, right? But there's also a fit here. You know, and we can't recruit like we're promoting because we're not, you know what I mean? But we have some things to offer that, that other schools don't, you know? And so it's really about, like, communicating. That's why, you know, with this podcast show, is about just communicating yeah, you, you know, know like what that. we have to offer, you know what I mean? And, you know, whether you're a junior college transfer, whether you're coming fresh out of high school, you know, whether you're transferring from a D1 program or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, you know, that Redlands experience is, is something that we're just trying to communicate to everybody, you know what I mean? And I think You know, I think you guys can talk a little about this and then we'll move on to the next segment and then you're ready to close out. But I, from my experience, you know, I walk around campus and, you know, there's like little pockets to where like, man, this department is doing some amazing things, you know, academically. And then there's, you know, athletics, you know, or some we're we're getting things going. So it feels like people for the most part don't really know what Breland's has to offer until they get to campus. And so that's one of the obstacles I have. It's like, wait a minute, I got to find a way to communicate you know what this institution where our Schuman Diet program has to offer before you even get here because i want to i want you to get here you know so that's the biggest thing um i think it is but i think we're i think we're good you know we're finding you know les is, is doing a good job and she's giving me a lot of insight you know and I, it's been it's been so dope being connected to alum you know alumni, who have kind of been through that experience, you know what I mean? They can kind of help, you know, with me and learn the ins and outs of what the swimming culture really represents and where we're trying to go. So I appreciate that. But the next thing, you know, before we close out, I really wanted to talk about the student experience, right? And when I'm talking to recruits, I always say, you know, like I said before, there's three elements to your student experience. You know, you got your academic side, which is to be the primary reason why you're here, right? And you have a, your athletic side if you're a student athlete specifically swim and dive you know it's a huge commitment to be on the swim team like we know that you love to swim and you've been doing it your whole life but it's gonna it, you're gonna have some time to where you contemplate you know whether you should continue you know what I mean so that's that and then you have the third element which is social element so talk to us and talk to me a little bit about Colin you can go first about the social element that you know aside from academics and athletics like um, So
2: you know I mean? where the social element at Redlands Where When I got there, I felt like I was part of a family. Um, And that was one thing that really separated my experience there from my other places. The other two places that I went to is that it was one big family, not just the team, but um, with everyone, there's a whole student population, all the athletic uh, programs, um, the Greek life, whatever that may be. Because, you know, at the D1 level, athletes don't hang out with Greek life. Greek life doesn't hang out with athletes, you know. Whereas Redlands, you can intertwine that, and that was something that you know I had never like experienced or been a part of. And I was never in the Greek life, but I had a lot of friends and buddies that were a part of it. Um, so just kind of having that that family aspect was really nice, really close knit community. Um, Redlands almost feels like its own little bubble, which is really cool. And, um, that was, you know, like I said, I met my best friends there and, um, I was there for two and a half years and it was definitely the best two and a half years, my college experience for sure. And, um, like the classroom sizes too, which were unbelievable, you know, 15 to 20 people, maybe 25 people in a class. And, you know, that's something that you don't get at a lot of places and just the hands on with the teachers and professors and stuff like that. Um, but social aspect and there's a lot of stuff to do, especially now, like when I was there, there wasn't nearly as much stuff to do, like down on uh, downtown and things like that. But it's blown up down there the last like 10 years. And it's awesome to see. And there's so much to do now. And you're right by Big Bear, which is awesome. You can just drive 45 minutes up the mountain, be up there um you know so you're you're around a lot of things and um yeah th- definitely
0: a big part of it yeah yeah for sure that's that's a that's a big part and i we have a lot a, a good amount of our students who are involved in fraternities and sororities you know yeah. i mean which is so cool and i never really thought about the just the intertwining like as a student athlete like you know when you're in a big time program it's like man you don't have time you oh know? yeah like- you wouldn't you- canceling that you
2: wouldn't see it because you don't have the time to do
0: that exactly yeah yeah so you know if that's something that just just being involved in an organization period like that you can be passionate about really and serve you know and not worry about like coaches kind of you know tearing you away from that is huge you know i mean because i i I tell swimmers your student experience although you're a student-athlete you being a swim and dive at the end of the day at redlands that's just one part of your experience it's a big commitment but it's just one part of your student experience you know what i mean so we gotta let you explore all of it but jack go ahead you know you could talk about like just the social and,
2: and the networking that you can get with the greek life oh yeah you can't beat yeah. it you know what i mean so that's something to, to look into Yeah, Yeah, I'm, I'm a member
1: of Kairosci here on campus. We have a lot of swimmers, uh, in that, in that Greek org, which is awesome. It's, it's great. Um, and people outside of swim, which is like, like Colin said, huge networking opportunity. I've applied to two or three jobs through that, which I think is huge. Um, and you know, we do a lot of community service and that's a big, big thing for me. I, I really like to serve, uh, the community and, and that's something that, um, that I've been able to do within my fraternity and, and being able to mix swim and, and those two, you would never be able to do that anywhere else. And, you know, I, I, wasn't like one came in front of the other, I was able to do both and be passionate and care about both. I'm, I'm, I have a couple positions, um, I've served, served at, uh, within Kairosai and, um, you know, I, I would never felt like one took away from the other, which you would have at another school in most cases, you know, I, I was able to be successful in my fraternity and be even more so successful at SWIM, and I think that that's huge, and um, in terms of the school, the campus is just gorgeous, one of my favorite things about um, the campus is, you know, it'll be a nice 75, 80 degree day, and you look up, and you're surrounded by, like, snow-capped mountains, and it's, it's just unreal, it's an unreal feeling, and you're just walking around, you're, like, walking to class while you're, like, looking at that, it's really cool, and um you know the professors here really care about the departments that they're in and really care about their students it has i mean i I can't speak i haven't been in grad school but it has a very grad school feel to it you know you have a very you have a a strong senior project due at the end it's they literally call it your senior thesis um depending on your major and um it's and and you get to do that on something that you care about and you're passionate about currently i'm doing that in um, economics in the auto industry because i'm a big car guy and um, you know, I'm combining my two big passions, which is economics and and, and the automotive world, and um, it's really cool. And you know, the professors are all here for it. They're another perfect networking opportunity. The professors reach out to businesses, firms, other alumni, like all sorts of stuff, uh, getting you in touch with people. And and I think the student professor. Um, relationship here and as well as at junior colleges is just it's completely unmatched with that small size and they, they really truly care about you um, as a student and as a person uh, beyond the classroom so I mean it's just unmatched and, and I wouldn't give that up I mean that's what you want out of a college period you know you want good teaching and good academics and I think that Redlands um, does a really good job of providing that.
2: Definitely. You want to know that you're not a number, you know, and for sure, they're there to help support and they they do definitely help support and they help lead, you know, help people get jobs after uh, finishing, which is unbelievable. You know, you go to one of those big schools, it's very <laughs> tough to get one of those professors to be able to refer you to, you know, different positions and different jobs. You're,
1: you're probably not even going to see your professor at a no. campus. You're going to be working with the TA. I mean, yeah, you're, work, exactly. you're working with PhDs who really care about what they're doing uh, at, at at the University of Redlands, and then I had that same experience um, at the Santa Rosa Junior College as well. They really care about what they're doing, and they want to be there, and they're not there for research. Yeah,
0: definitely. Well, I tell you what, I appreciate you guys hopping on, um, and you know, I think this is this is another dope conversation and super insightful, man. Appreciate you, Colin and Jack. It's the last nice. thing I'll say, and I'll let Colin kind of pick this. You know, you can pick a song. I I, I have a, the the Alumni, or both. Sometimes both. Just pick a song that reminds them either of redlands or you know where they're at now, or maybe it could have been a song you know, while you during your two song. years that you remember. I got, um, a I got a song. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can you can text it to me, and that'll be the title yeah. of the of the. I got um, it. I got it. The, <laughs> all right. we got a good <laughs> one. Podcast. This is actually
2: our walkout song. To our, we were top seed going to the 400 medley relay at NCs, and there was our walkout song. Mm. So this there is yeah
0: yeah yeah there you go there you go i'm pretty sure and i gotta i'm gonna tag everybody but yeah now I'll, I'll send you the. i'll send you this this link as well you know what i mean you can share it on it your instagram I'm, I'm gonna have like snippets and you know break it up And but i'll send you that so you can share you know for your cypress kids and you know i think it's important i don't know how much you share you know with them about your journey but you know it's important you know this has been super helpful so yeah i won't take too much more of your time i appreciate you guys um we'll be in touch we'll be in touch Colin for sure um you know so we can get these recruits in the redlands you yeah know, and, sure. and, and get We'd it back that. to what what it was when you were here but appreciate you guys man have a good one okay nice to you too.
2: nice meeting you Jack Thanks, coach yeah nice to meet you Colin take it easy you too good luck all right see all right we'll see you guys
0: Wow. 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 Another fire episode in the books. Thanks to Jack and Colin. Uh, We will definitely be back soon for another episode. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Underdog Show. And do me a favor. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it with somebody via uh, Spotify or YouTube. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and subscribe on Spotify so that you don't miss our next episode. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're a visual person. Each episode will be posted to YouTube as well. So like, comment, subscribe, share, all of that good stuff. I'm Nate Harding. And as always, it's a great day to be a Bulldog.